0: Good morning. morning. Welcome to St. Paul's, and a special welcome to our visitors who are worshiping with us this morning. The situation in Afghanistan has been on a lot of people's hearts and minds lately. Everyone's asking, how can we get everyone out? How can we get people to safety? Could you imagine the American helicopters going over there and the people that they were there to rescue turning around and walking away? I'll be okay. Don't worry about me, I'll take my chances here. Impossible, right? Yet that is precisely what happens in God's word that we'll be uh, reading today. People turning away and walking away from Jesus. Let's remember, where else could we go? Jesus is the only one who has the words of everlasting life. We'll worship according to the order of service as it's printed out for you in the bulletins and projected on the screen as well. Let's begin with our opening hymn, Blessed Jesus at your word. Please stand. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you. We have come into the presence of God who created us to love and serve him as his dear children, but we have disobeyed him and deserve only his wrath and punishment. Therefore, let us confess our sins to him and plead for his mercy. Merciful Father in heaven, I am altogether sinful from birth. In countless ways I have sinned against you and do not deserve to be called your child. But trusting in Jesus, my Savior, I pray, have mercy on me according to your unfailing love. Cleanse me from my sin and take away my guilt. God, our Heavenly Father, has forgiven all your sins. By the perfect life and innocent death of our Lord Jesus Christ, He has removed your guilt forever. You are his own dear child. May God give you the strength to live according to his will. In the peace of forgiveness, let us praise the Lord. Gracious God, Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, in him you have given us the words of eternal life. Increase our desire for his companionship and make us bold to confess him as the Holy One of God. For he lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. In our first lesson for today from Exodus chapter 7, we see someone turning away from the Lord, Pharaoh. We'll hear more about this in our sermon today. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron, when Pharaoh says to you, perform a miracle, then say to Aaron, take your staff and throw it down before Pharaoh, and it will become a snake. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did just as the Lord commanded Aaron threw his staff down in front of Pharaoh and his officials, and it became a snake. Pharaoh then summoned wise men and sorcerers, and the Egyptian magicians also did the same things by their secret arts. Each one threw his staff, and it became a snake. But Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Yet Pharaoh's heart became hard, and he would not listen to them, just as the Lord had said, This is the word of our God. Our psalm for today, Psalm 71, reminds us that as we go throughout our life, there are all kinds of pressures and temptations to turn away from the Lord. This psalm, we ask the Lord, keep us with you and close to you from young age all the way through old age and into eternity. second lesson taken from Hebrews chapter 11. Moses in Egypt lived in a land full of pleasures and treasures, all looking to entice him away from the Lord. Don't we too? May we just like Moses value Christ above all else. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasures of sin. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who was invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover and the application of blood so that the destroyer of the firstborn would not touch the firstborn of Israel. This is the word of our God. of the gospel. The gospel for today, taken from John chapter 6, so many of Jesus' disciples turned back and no longer followed him. All of a sudden, it was an unpopular thing to be around Jesus. Even for us, it's less and less popular in our country to be a follower of Jesus. May we, just like Peter, confess, where else would we go, Jesus? You have the words of everlasting life. On hearing it, many of the disciples said, This is a hard teaching. Who can accept it? Aware that his disciples were grumbling about this, Jesus said to them, Does this offend you? Then what if you see the Son of Man ascend to where he was before? The Spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. The words I have spoken to you, they are full of the Spirit and life. Yet there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus had known from the beginning which of them did not believe and who would betray him. He went on to say, This is why I told you that no one can come to me unless the Father has enabled him. From this time, many of his disciples turned back and no longer followed him. You do not want to leave too, do you? Jesus asked the twelve. Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have come to believe and to know that you are the Holy One of God. This is the Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated for our next hymn, 466. Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God, our Heavenly Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. God's word we consider in the sermon today from Exodus chapter 7. Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be pleasing in your sight, O Lord, our rock and our Redeemer. Amen. It was a matter of honor There had been bitter political tension between Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton for many years. But then, during the New York state governor election of 1804, Alexander Hamilton had it circulated and was talking about how Aaron Burr was a corrupt, voluptuous promulgate And you might be wondering, is that even English? Well, when translated, that was calling him a wild, greedy criminal. And that offended his honor. Aaron Burr ended up losing that election for New York State governor. And so he challenged, as a matter of his honor, he challenged Alexander Hamilton to a duel. This was a throwdown. A throwdown expression for a duel comes from back in the times of the knights when you wanted to challenge someone to a duel, you would throw your heavy metal glove, your gauntlet down at their feet. Well, Aaron Burr threw down at Alexander Hamilton for his honor, and this became one of the more legendary throwdowns in American history. Today, as we take a closer look at God's word, we'll actually get to see The most legendary throwdown of all time. This is for the Lord's honor. The Lord had promised to the Israelite nation that he was going to give them their own land and he was going to use them, one of their offspring, to bless all nations. On his honor, the Lord threw down. And the Lord still does that for his people today. For you and me. So let's look at Exodus 7 and see this throw down for our hearts. Yeah, there's a similar performance, but a superior appetite. So, this wasn't Moses' first time in the presence of the Pharaoh. Moses, as a very young boy, as a baby, he was drawn out of a basket from the Nile River and raised as royalty in Pharaoh's household. But Moses remembered his Hebrew heritage. And when he grew up, he went out one day and noticed that there was an Egyptian beating one of his own people, a Hebrew. Moses killed that Egyptian and buried him in the sand. Moses was forced to flee for his life, but that was half of his lifetime ago. Now here in Exodus 7, Moses is 80 years old, sent by the Lord to call on Pharaoh to set the Lord's people free so that they could go and worship him out in the desert. Moses and Aaron had actually gone to Pharaoh with a request earlier. And Pharaoh basically laughed in their faces. No way! You are distracting all these Hebrew slaves from their work. And so that they have better focus on their work, now they're going to have to find their own straw and make just as many bricks for us. Well, that didn't go over very well. It was quite a blow to the Israelites. But here in Exodus 7 now, Moses and Aaron are back again with more than just a request for Pharaoh. They're back with a miracle, a sign, to show that their request, that this message from the Lord, carried all the authority of the Almighty Lord. Moses told Aaron to throw his snake down in front of Pharaoh Uh, throw the staff down, and that staff turned into a snake. This was a miracle. A piece of dead wood turning into a live creature. But this was even more than a miracle. This was the Lord throwing down for hearts. This was the Lord challenging and seeking hearts through wonders and his word. Well, Pharaoh saw this, and he summoned all of his wise men, all of his sorcerers and his magicians. Magicians and wise men and sorcerers were a common thing to have in a court, in an ancient kingdom. Kings would look to those men when they wanted advice about legal matters, when they were looking to gain an edge in military affairs, or when they were just wondering what an omen or a dream meant. So when Pharaoh summoned those magicians and sorcerers and wise men, they put on a similar performance. Each one of them threw their staffs down on the ground and they turned into a snake too. How could this be? How could this happen? Someone performing a miracle and it wasn't from the Lord? Performing a competing miracle with the Lord? This was none other Than the work of the devil himself. The devil's a con artist, a deceiver, and a liar. The Bible talks about how the devil can appear as an angel of light, how the devil and his demons are powerful. The Bible speaks of them as rulers, authorities, powers, spiritual forces of evil. The devil can do all kinds of counterfeit miracles, signs, and wonders to deceive those refused to listen to the truth. And so as the devil was working behind the magician's miracles there, that similar performance, he was sinking his fangs even further into Pharaoh's heart. The devil was throwing down for hearts as well. A duel, a challenge, a battle. Yet it wasn't just the devil That was the problem with Pharaoh's heart. Pharaoh hardened his own heart. His heart became hard. And this was what Jesus was referring to in John chapter 6, right? Where Jesus said there, The flesh counts for nothing. Worthless. We have a sinful nature that opposes God. The devil was working to deceive hearts and draw them away from the Lord right there in Pharaoh's the courtroom. But after 3,500 years, the devil still tries to work the same magic around us. Uses all kinds of things, putting on a similar performance to deceive us and get us to dismiss the Lord as well. well that other church, that other church, has really friendly people, all kinds of great programs, a dynamic preacher. Sure, it doesn't quite match up with God's word, but it's similar, isn't it? What I do on my own time is my own business. When I'm off with my friends at school or hanging out on the weekend going out, when I'm at work, when I'm out on a date with my significant other, that's whatever I want. At least I, I come and sit in church every now and then, just like other Christians. That's pretty similar, isn't it? I'm a pretty good person. At least as good as most Christians. Nicer than a lot of them, too. Being a good person and Christianity, it's pretty similar, right? You Christians, you have your wise men Prophets and pastors. I've got my own wise men, professors, and scientists. And what they tell me about the world and how to live is just fine by me. It's similar, isn't it? The devil still comes at you and me in all kinds of different similar performances, trying to sink his fangs into us. He's throwing down for our hearts, trying to lead us away from the Lord in his clear word. A number of years back, at my house, we ended up getting a new front walkway. As they poured that new cement in, and smoothed it out, it looked like it was good enough to walk on. It looked like it was pretty hard. It looked like a lot of other cement that I've seen. But it wasn't. Set foot in that, and it's a sloppy mess. Concrete takes a while to harden. Hours, days, even weeks, before you can not only walk on it, but also drive on it. Concrete is an awful lot like the human heart. Eventually, it hardens. You harden it enough on your own. Eventually, it's so hard that you can't do anything about it. That's what happened with Pharaoh. He hardened his heart against the Lord Time and time again, and eventually, the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart for him. This is a hard thing to hear. Don't be a concrete Christian. Don't harden your heart and dismiss the Lord's word. Don't be duped by the devil and his similar performance. Or else, eventually... It won't just be hard to escape, but impossible to escape the fate that the Lord has in store for hard hearts. Plague after plague, misery and suffering for all eternity. Don't get set in your ways and settle for that similar performance as the devil throws down for your heart. One thing that snakes are known for is the way that they eat. It's just amazing watching a snake as it opens its mouth so wide and it can consume things that are plenty bigger than it. Snakes can eat rats and rabbits, and even in some extreme cases, larger snakes can eat deer. That's a powerful appetite. Well, when Pharaoh's magicians threw down their staves and they turned into snakes... Aaron's staff generated quite the powerful appetite, didn't it? Because Aaron's staff not only gobbled up one magician's staff, it gobbled up all of them, it devoured them, it downed them. And that was the Lord's way of showing that no matter how powerful the devil is, no matter how many people he deceives with his similar performance, no matter how persistent he is, the Lord is more powerful. The Lord is greater. There is only one and only one true God. But this snake supper also teaches us something about the Lord's appetite. The Lord and his superior hunger for our souls. Because the Lord, he throws down for our hearts, and he throws down to win. The Lord, notice what he didn't do to Pharaoh and all his magicians. He could have, and he probably should have, burnt them all to a crisp right there on the spot, like a casserole left in the oven for way too long. But the Lord didn't. The Lord sent Aaron and Moses to Pharaoh not once, not twice not just three times, but over and over and over again with sign after sign, miracle after miracle, opportunity after opportunity. The Nile River turned to blood, frogs crawling up from the waters all over the land, dust everywhere turning to gnats, swarms of flies, deadly plague on livestock, festering boils on people. Destructive and devastating lightning and hail, swarms and thick blankets of locusts everywhere, deep darkness, and even the destroying angel coming for the firstborn of the unmarked houses throughout Egypt. Time after time, the Lord gave Pharaoh and the Egyptians opportunities. Over and over again, the Lord showed that he was in control, more powerful than any of the Egyptian gods and than the Pharaoh himself. That's the Lord's persistence and patience and mercy. And haven't you seen that as the Lord has thrown down for your heart? I've seen it in mine. The Lord is patient with us in this struggle for our hearts. We've been stubborn with the Lord. We've sinned against Him. We've been dismissive of His messages. And yet the Lord has given us another day, another opportunity. He comes to us again in His powerful word. The Lord throws down for His for our hearts. He has a superior appetite, craving our salvation. He's patient with everyone. Not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. But the Lord's superior appetite for our salvation also comes out in the greater miracle. Just as Aaron's staff swallowed the magician's staff, that was a greater miracle. The Lord has greater miracles than the devil. Yeah, the devil took on the form of a serpent back in the beginning. He's performed all kinds of counterfeit miracles down through the generations and the centuries. But nothing as powerful and as great as the Lord. The Lord took on our flesh. The Lord became one of us. And at the cross, crushed the serpent's head. The Lord devoured the devil's work. Death. The liar and a murderer, Jesus, when he rose again from the dead, he swallowed death up in victory. That miracle is greater than anything else. It's his incomparably great power for us who believe. It's the working of his mighty strength. And the Lord will swallow up death for all of us in a flash, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet. He will raise us, be clothed with immortality. Life forever with the Lord. Victory with the Lord. In his greater miracle, that's him throwing down for our hearts. It's his superior appetite. We can see his superior appetite also in his reliable word. As you look through this section of Exodus 7, things happened just as the Lord had said. When Aaron threw down his staff, it turned into a snake, just as the Lord had said. Pharaoh hardened his heart, just as the Lord had said. Now Pharaoh's hard heart wasn't the Lord's fault nor was it the Lord's doing at this point but it happened just as the Lord had said and the Lord used Moses and Aaron just as he said to rescue his people and to lead them out of Egypt just as the Lord had said the Lord promised someone to rescue us from slavery to sin to win our hearts, to redeem us just as he said Jesus came We heard those words again this morning in the gospel. He is the words of everlasting life. Where else can we go? The words Jesus speaks to us, they are full of the spirit and life. Just as he said. We heard it in the absolution too. The Lord throwing down for our hearts. God our heavenly father has forgiven all your sins. By the perfect life and innocent death of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, he has removed your guilt forever. You are his own dear child, just as the Lord has said. Your baptism has saved you by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. He has made you holy, cleansing you with the washing of water through the word, just as the Lord has said. The Lord's faithful, trustworthy, and reliable word shows his superior appetite as he throws down for our hearts. Where else should we go? He has the words of everlasting life. According to one account of the duel between Hamilton and Burr, Alexander Hamilton fired the first shot. But he intentionally missed, firing into the air. Aaron Burr responded with a shot and hit Alexander Hamilton in the stomach. The next day, Alexander Hamilton died from that wound. But Alexander Hamilton, he kept his word. He showed up at that duel, even though he wanted to resolve it peacefully, didn't want to hit anyone, fired that shot in the air. He kept his word on his honor even though it led to his death. And that has won the hearts of many people down through American history. Aaron Burr, his political career was over, but Alexander Hamilton, generally highly regarded. Isn't that the same way in this throwdown for our hearts, except on a greater scale? The Lord kept his word on his honor no matter what it took, even if it took losing his life in the person of Jesus. Yet he did that to buy us back, to redeem our hearts. And now, Jesus, risen again from the dead, returned to the Father, all glory, laud, and honor is his. Where else should we go? He has the words of everlasting life. He throws down for our hearts day after day, week after week, seeking our salvation. He's won it. Where else should we go? He gives us the victory and everlasting life. Amen. Please stand. Now may the peace of God, which goes beyond all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus. Amen. We confess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. and is seated at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From there he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. At this time, our offerings of thanks to the Lord will be brought forward. let us pray. Lord Jesus, to whom shall we go? You have the words of everlasting life. We thank you for speaking patiently and repeatedly to us who have turned our backs on you. By your mercy, give us life, peace, and boldness to follow you. Heavenly Father, we praise you for granting Pete Prangy 95 years under your blessings here as he celebrates his birthday on August 31st. Continue to be with him and his family. You are our strength and joy in every generation. Heavenly Father, thank you also for watching over Roxy Coward through her first procedure for a pacemaker this past Friday. Please grant continued success with her next procedure later this week. Lord Jesus, you are our Heavenly Bridegroom, faithful to us always. Please bless Jesse Pieper and Ashley Sarbacker, married this weekend at St. Paul's. By your grace, help them to grow in your love, make their calling and election sure and one day grant them a rich welcome into your heavenly kingdom. Jesus, you wept with Mary and Martha at the death of their brother Lazarus. Please be with the family of Alyssa Niesemann's cousin, Jeremy Brendel, who died in a car accident last weekend, as well as being with the family of Don Schomburg, who died this past week. Help us to find hope in your greatest comfort, Jesus, that you offer eternal life to all who put their trust in you. Lord of the nations, please be with our nation and the individuals in turmoil from the situation in Afghanistan. Watch over our United States military, grant them wisdom, safety, and the courage to protect life wherever possible. Shield civilians who are in danger there, and be a mighty fortress for Christians who face face martyrdom. Help them to be faithful to the point of death, for you have promised to give them the crown of life. And in Jesus' name we join to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, Please be seated for our next hymn, 356. Please stand for prayer. Almighty God, we thank you for teaching us the things you want us to believe and do. Help us by your Holy Spirit to keep your word in pure hearts that we may be strengthened in faith, guided in holiness, and comforted in life and in death. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Brothers and sisters, go in peace. Live in harmony with one another. Serve the Lord with gladness. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace. be seated. Thank you so much for joining us in God's house this word to hear his words of everlasting life. A couple of announcements for us. Family Bible Hour is going to be happening today in here, continuing with our study of 2 Corinthians. Uh, there's child care provided down in the pre-K room for any parents who need to leave little children down there while they're here in Bible study, although we welcome certainly many grade school age students on up to come to Bible study this morning too. Um, Out on the white table, and I think in the member room as well, we have a trifled pamphlet uh, promoting our upcoming Bible studies. Uh, This next week is a little bit of a a lower key ministry week yet, but after Labor Day we're going to really kick things into higher gear with more Bible studies and uh, looking forward to more growth in our Savior this fall. Also, Sunday school starting soon. Not sure if any of you got to uh, see it in the Wells publication, Forward in Christ, but there was an article highlighting our Sunday school program uh, from last year and some of our younger helpers. Um, and so we're very thankful for that as well. Sunday school starting up again two weeks from today. You can register your children for that through the link on our website if you'd like. And there's also a handbook for the Sunday school. Uh, Color printed on the member room counter uh, this coming Wednesday at one o'clock we have the funeral for Don Schomburg our our brother in Christ who uh, died last week and then our last announcement for today is a commercial from the stewardship committee